Hello everybody and welcome back to the second part of our review of Clipping's album There Existed an Addiction to Blood My name is Holden Stefan Roy My name is Chris Crumb, what's up? And today we will be going through the second half of this project track by track giving you our thoughts and opinions on every song We already did the full intro bit in part one So you can go check out part one and then watch our thoughts on the first seven tracks where we established our feelings baseline the album and so usually the second part things go a little quicker and it's because a lot of stuff was already discussed in part one and we don't want to be boring you know what we're trying to say but we recognize we're not professionals and we also recognize that you coming to watch or listen to this review uh may actually know way more about clipping than we do so we don't want to come off too pretentious or anything and we're super open to your comments so feel free to leave those and we'll be super thrilled to respond to you and engage in some conversation we also up on spotify now and Podbeam and all that crap so if you want to do some audio onlys we can we can do that links below we're waiting to hear back from the apple people if we're allowed over there on that note uh without further ado chris chris run for your life it's like he does it again on this very track by again i mean on the last song club down he applied these very modern and like fresh flows to stuff that underneath it sounds nothing like the music you would typically accompany that kind of flow to and i find that truly remarkable it almost like takes the boundaries of what you expect from sound or music and just subverts a completely new meaning into it um, but what did you think about this track? I thought it was cool. Um, the way that they kind of set up the story. I really, really enjoy the stories that we're getting in, in, in certain some of the songs. Um, from what I understand, this song is kind of supposed to represent like fear of being, I, I feel like, hunted, targeted, watched. But it's not like... It's not like a group of people or nothing. It's the idea of somebody in particular. Uh, so we start off with the first verse. Uh, way too Hollywood to be in Hollywood. You done did it now. Heard the dope was good and well. A hood's a hood. Fuck, you gonna get it now. So for me, that kind of it kind of explains like the idea of Hollywood uh, is being achieved right now with this character. But they're so up there in that like ideology or that concept of what hollywood is that they're no longer actually part of what the reality well, is well if you just like kind of even compare it to the last few songs where it's kind of taking a look at i guess how music or how hollywood the industry is and how it represents stuff so it's like way too hollywood to be in hollywood could then also be way too hood to be hood like you're you're faking it you're acting a certain way and now you pretended so well you done did it now you got the attention of a killer right um and then I, but i like what he says uh heard the dope was good and well a hood's a hood it's kind of like once you're in the hood you're in the hood it doesn't matter like there's certain rules certain type of things that happen yeah. in the hood no matter Even where you're at and then if you i don't know just kind of like but it, i i feel like the hollywood line is meant to imply this is a person who got into it for the wrong reasons you know because they they imagined it to be this glamorous thing you know they said she gonna get you right they said she got out of juice they said keep her happy though or she'd be, be coming after you you know it almost takes the idea of the people you deal with in the hood and turns them into this woman 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with that. No, I mean, it, I don't think it's like a legitimate woman. I think that it's, it's supposed to be this idea, right? Like this this metaphorical concept or something. So I do. Well, I mean, I think it's a metaphorical concept, but also a literal person at the same time. Because like... I, in the way that it's described now, I think we're supposed to take it as a metaphorical concept. But once the song ends, I think it also is a metaphor embodied by a particular woman that you pissed off, as we'll come to see. Mm -hmm. And then it's just also really worth noting how absent the beat is. It's really just almost ambient noises and whatnot. Um, you know, they said, but the shit you got invincible when you get high and then the sticky fingers never stop to wonder why. So you're sprinting by that fish market trying to make it to summer. The blood in the ears is drumming the heart as a cable jumper. Which is cool. So what's cool about that is it's like you got high and then you said, oh, well, I can steal this. I can maybe uh, take a little clipping for myself. Essentially, you go a little bit too far. And then I like that because Sticky Fingers, the rapper, has a song called Why where he wonders why. And I thought that was maybe a clever line to that, which is like a throwback to somebody else. Or maybe I'm reading too much into it because I did just Google sticky fingers wide to see if there was like a track. Um, and then it just... Uh, well, it also could be a reference to like weed. Like when you're bidding up weed or whatever, your fingers get sticky because of the THC or whatnot. So it's like he could also be alluding that he's currently... Um, like he doesn't really see the difference or he's not asking why while his hands are like still in the act of rolling up weed or whatnot like he's kind of just or absent from distributing what he's narcotics or i guess that whatever too. anyway then it's like you're running and then anybody who ever stopped running is now a ghost which alludes again to this notion that constantly comes throughout the album that it's like once you get in this fast lane you can't stop right the second you stop it's over until you get old if you get old you survive um <clears throat> you ain't seen them headlights in a minute so it might be cool night is falling gently and there ain't no one in sight stop tripping stop tripping stop tripping but don't get don't stop moving hold not giving divisions a minute to make a move let's go so it's almost like you picture this person's on the run and they've been running for a while and they're in their car or whatever and then they stop in this alleyway and they're like nobody's around so everything feels safe so it's okay but don't stop moving and then you got the the chorus which kind of feels a little i don't know trappy in nature without the music so hope get it right get it out of sight she on the street run for your life don't you know that she ain't afraid to shoot and then you have the list shot woman going you ain't scared is ya and she responds and it flows and i'm like yeah the chorus is nice it's like she's gonna come and get you and, and she's like you ain't scared now she's appeared and then the whole but i like i like the uh, you ain't scared is you like the way that they're questioning it mm. kind of like you in a way it's like you talked a lot of shit about being tough and now the tables have turned and now you acting scared you ain't scared kind of yeah. like how, I, how i'm taking it and then i feel like the second verse it's really well done like it's wrapped in the same level of quality as the first verse and it just describes in vivid detail like this dirty mattress it smells like piss in the dump, uh, in the alley and then he sees a dumpster and he gets in and he describes the liquid on the floor and then uh it kind of flows fuck it it's too dark to see this is closer to the end of the verse cannot cry and can't be weak it's a code of honor gotta keep it gangster in the streets og 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 zus and that part was like one of my favorite parts on the song it's the way he flows it like like you're trying to be gangster you're trying to keep it hard and then you in the middle of like trying to remember the code you snap and you're like oh jesus and you're ready to like start fucking bawling your eyes out but i like how it's like oh gee like oh gee oh golly gee like but it's almost like but it it, it involves from like right. original gangster right to like that right 
and like then the double meaning of that and then that this the devil's playground ain't for play but you was born into it now far in the distance creeping up is that underground music and this is where the song goes from being just like a song to next level so you start hearing the music kick in now and you almost picture like a car pulling up and, and this is the music coming up it's also presented in like in a slow build-up as if like the like the car is like approaching slowly like this music really has this like the chorus kicks in but the music's there and then the music that contains the killer is the chat and then she does this like savage verse where she's like but i do want to point out though um the way that the beat forms and changes um so as uh dave dave david digs uh goes now far in the distance creeping up the underground music we're talking about how the music is pulling up once the once the car has kind of like pulled up and driven by this alleyway or or however it is Oh, it stops. Um, the whole beat takes on the underground music that comes from the car. And then it's like, just like a completely different experience. That's third, yeah. And then she comes in with that verse and it's like, burn your both your legs, split your head, and yeah, your mouth, I throw your garbage ass in the dumpster and now you shit on your grave blood. I'm so addicted to blood. I'm cutting your body up. Never know your name. Your remains are scattered through the mud. And I like how she brings up the dumpster. Like, now it almost feels like this guy was already dead when he hit the dumpster yeah. even if he's running away but it just feels like okay that's your grave or either either way however kind of like prefaces in a, and it kind of connects in a sense to the oh he dead song mm. like it's an inevitable thing like in this universe you're dying and like put you in the ground a relapse gonna dig your ass back up because she's just so fucking committed to killing him that like, you can't even die once you're gonna die twice with it mm-hmm. and i i like how i guess like they use a woman for this right because it doubles down on the you don't see it coming nature of it you know right. uh, drama queen i'm bringing this drama don't fuck with me i'll hunt you cut you up like me take your kids a very tasty luncheon and buddies you bitches for fun punch a hole through your lungs cut your motherfucking and it's just pretty savage right and then uh you're gonna turn into another missing person case and it's almost like when you play the game and you you do it wrong this is the consequence of what's going to come and it's like your typical i guess song except for all the parts where it's like you have this cowardly guy who talked it up he is the guy that maybe was being rapped about in the last couple of tracks prior to this and just the way she comes in and they use the music takeover like that like it's in the coming of the car it's just Mm -hmm. it just does to music what you don't often see in that top level like thinking and stuff i don't and it, know it forces and I, what i like about it is that it forces you to follow the music mm. it forces you to take a second to kind of break yourself from listening to the lyrics and really try to pay attention to what else uh, is being created in the background and i think that i think that music is kind of losing touch with that a little bit as well as people are starting to bring it back as we can see but it's like sometimes you're either listening to just the beat and like you know fuck the lyrics or you're just being like oh the beat's kind of trash but the lyrics are really good this is like a nice blend between specific themes specific messages and and just a whirlwind of creativity that comes together in one nicely packaged presentation it was great i just find this to be like another way to do music that i don't feel like a lot of people do we touched on this in the first review but i think it is worth uh first part of the review but it's worth like mentioning again and that's that i've never heard 
an album that made me feel like I'm at a horror movie quite like this. Normally, I, horrorcore feels slashery or over the top or, or whatever. Uh, maybe there's albums out there I just haven't heard. Like, what is the albums that you've heard that has scared the shit out of you the most? But for me, this album, the way they manipulate the sounds and the music, actually leaves you feeling kind of scared. Like, what the fuck so often in more of a psychological thriller kind of way and it just excites me like it's it's really nice uh, that's all i'm trying it blows my mind i give it i give it a 4.5 as much as i really really like it it's like the sparseness or whatever like i feel like there are songs on this album i like more at this point but i'm still blowing away by how great this track is a so 4.5 absolutely i agree 4.5 and the next one is called the show this is a fucking weird one well, I think it's the connection to the last track. I think it's an interesting one that fits into the top level theme of our society's addiction to blood and the showmanship of it or whatever. Um, but how do you think it fits into the last track? So I feel like because LeChat, um, LeChat, we should say, uh, oh. the cat, she kills him. No, she doesn't like kill she, him. She captures right? him. Captures him. And now, and, and, the, and the way I'm kind of taking it is that, like, she's not just capturing him for his own show, for her own pleasure. It's it's for the bigger audience. It's for the bigger entertainment. So now they're kind of presenting this song where she's basically deciding what she's going to torture with him first, take a part of well, body parts, or how she's going to present this, this has a, spectacular show to the audience. I mean, it also connects to this um, dark web lore of, a deep web lore, sorry, of a red room being performed. And a red room is this alleged... Snuff films? Internet feed, where in theory... Because when it comes to the deep web, there's the stuff that you know is out there, like, we'll say underage activities that are sad and really bad and drug dealing up the wazoo and for a while there was some drug dealings and there's some like crazy stuff out there but like sometimes things like 4chan and whatnot will also be very imaginative in the stuff that comes out meaning a red room as an example as we'll get to it in a second could exist but it's more than likely like a rumor or an urban legend as opposed to like a real thing mostly because like the internet like the the, the authorities are good enough to like bust up some of this stuff the way it's described like it would never stay up it would net like these people couldn't pull off the level of secrecy required right like uniformly anyway so a red room uh would be a room where somebody's there and the audience collectively decides how to torture and kill this person so the person who's doing the oh, torturing I watched a video i watched a movie like that it was like a horror movie like that. It yeah cool. it's inspired by these stories you know right 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 but like essentially um if you look at how this song flows right See how to bone expose. Nice blood bouquet, trace and marrow. Fuck boy trying to hold his nose. Let it drip one sip, taste his halo. It has like this fun like flow, right? Like that. But it's also like just kind of nonchalantly describing this scene of somebody's elbows bone poking out and dripping down. Well, you know, just kind of describing like the flaying of a person or whatever um can't afford to cat got his tongue and she might just get his lips next first for fun and you're right because she's doing it so it's probably the little chat from shy. the next yeah. okay but so like, you're right like right how, there i like how um the the way he's presenting the the flow 
kind of has this happy feel to it, yeah. which gives off this like sadistic type of feel because it's like, oh, well, my body even going to chop today. And, and it's the, like, dude, yeah. what? And then it kind of ends with open your eyes, bitch. You got to see this as though the person who wanted to see this is almost starting to question if they really want like, to do this. Right, like it's too sick at and this point. Do you want to turn get, it off? you get like the, the chorus where it's like, don't know which body part should go. First spin the wheel, vertigo. It's an act you partake in and just show you all paid to watch. Let's start the show. But then I realized as you were talking, this is also probably a metaphor for how the music industry and other forms of arts and entertainment spin a lot of these activities in such a way where so the or the news even it's almost like the only way i can connect it is we've heard a lot of songs and this is probably a long shot but we've heard a lot of songs where artists kind of you know talk about record labels and how they've been treated and extorted and no, such and I'm, such right i mean so maybe. it's kind of like well what i'm saying is is like we as the fans watch these artists kill themselves for our own entertainment well i think i look at it a little bit differently like forget about music people particularly look at the news look okay. at the type of content we as people humans consume so I, you I'm want just, to like, watch the video of the guy getting beheaded by isis you kind of want to watch that when it comes i mean you don't i mean right okay so, so yes I'm, I'm, saying, I'm intrigued to see or so interested to see what it is if we think about the album but i also think there's a core theme being there's an addiction to blood being more than just music it's it's right, not right, just right, the right. music people right right and <clears throat> it, it is more like we the people almost dictate what is cool which we do and in like, a sense you only pop off but again like you only pop off if x amount of people think you're dope like you only become a fashionable icon if x amount of people want to wear that hoodie backwards or whatever it is you know what i mean like we as a society do kind of control a lot more than at least something that i think is I we mean, control a lot more than we think it is but it's more than pop culture i'm talking but I'm, that's what i'm saying like not but not just i'm not trying to say pop culture i'm saying like could be anything like you it can't like it's not you're starting a cult if you don't okay. have like 50 people who join you don't have think, a cult again you're, you're still focused this is regular shit this is like a bunch of people trying to sell crack to be cool and then we all consume this content because we want to see the hood fucked up and we want to see this disastrous shit happening in society and we want to see everything fucked up because it's good entertainment for our fucking minds we're addicted to this chaos we want these police to shoot people down we want to see it all because it's almost like these fucking red rooms and we want to see this torture has happened to people is more what i take it it's not about what people are willing to do to pop per se maybe it is maybe there's a degree of that but we're I'm coming at it from is more like you we are, are addicted to this drama and this chaos and whatnot and like there's people who probably kind of get off on the idea of cops shooting people or the crime manifestations that as you just see them described or the school shooters or all these different chaotic things that are playing out and when we watch the news like we could go watch the cute puppies and the happy things but nah we want that chaos and then our media reflects that because yo top boy is going to be a top show way more than say a nice show about kids doing good stuff in the world yeah and then gangster rap's been explored so yes there's that element of it but i think that no and then no. it's almost like 
how shocking are we going to make this media? How much are we going to desensitize people? How far are we going to take this, you know? And then, I don't know, maybe not everyone's comfortable with it, but I think this is trying to take it to the most extreme. This is the most extreme version of it. Like, we the people just banter. Let's decide how to torture this guy. Let's just decide. Let's make it a whole spectacle but more directly. Of, and that kind of makes me think of, like, the entertainment back in the days. Like, take Roman gladiators. They used to watch people yeah. die and, like, fight animals. Because it makes you feel better them. about yourself. You live your best life when you watch them die. Just look. It's okay to cry. You live your best life when you watch them die. Yep. Think about how we act on twitter think about how we all cry out and all this shit but we all kind of feel a little bit better about ourselves when we see savages doing all sorts of other shit you know because we we're, we're not, not like that. that yeah and then you know it and it uses this shockingness of what's happening in the the verse like um just uh the best menage is the death menage chest massage with electric rods for three just probably set the jaws with rebar and then pause while you get the photography and then you know like something about like you know bear claw to the is a bear trap to the cap that's just basic pain paste to make the brain face its strength and strain you know and it's almost like everything is set to push people to their fucking limits and that's how we almost craft this all you know uh, grace, uh, pace to make the brain face its strength and strain gracefully to places escaping sane thoughts of basic survival. Y'all came to see the amygdala, which I believe is the emotional response center of the brains, a signal fire in the limbic nerves, and gotta kill, and gotta give the kill what the kill deserves. So it's almost like we paint them all that way, and then in a sense, we want to get that reaction and then blame them for it for having that reaction. And then you get the third verse, you know. Uh, got, like, we want you to get angry, but then we're mad that you're angry in a sense? Yeah, we want to make you push to the limits right. so that you go crazy so that we can blame you for going crazy because that's our entertainment. Um, I might be wrong, but uh, then you got to reach the bottom while you muddy waters, which is interesting. Uh, uh, with your hollering for help, this is not an option. Throw caution to the wind and live with yourself. You can probably count on one hand all the times that you ever really felt anything. And I like the fact that it's almost like you're you're trying to push this disparity and go down these paths of darkness just to feel. Like we're all so numb to everything that we have to like further sensationalized life in order to have a reaction within ourselves and stuff you know but i feel like that's that's a it's, it's an interesting topic because it's like we go down these paths to feel something to feel real pain agony cry whatever you know to kind of get in touch with our emotions if you want to think about that but it's like we also I, I feel like or i believe we also do it to feel what happiness is because like you need to feel hurt to understand what being happy is from that hurt you know like being able to transition between it i guess i don't know and then it just kind of he goes into like a double time flow and just rips it real quick and then ends with like to kill a saint killers say you will know the limits of flesh stretched and eyes bleed before they die you said you had demons to exercise and cash in hand stand to witness demise times come killer wants audience advice and to me it almost sounds like like when rich people spend crazy money to do this eccentric, ludicrous stuff. Like a good example is like when people want to climb Mount Everest and put other people's life, uh, the the perils, the native, not the natives, but the people that live there that end up being those tour guides and all this other bullshit, risking their life just so that you can accomplish something and feel something at the end of the day with your careless disregard for 
all the cost of it all and then it's like times come killer wants audience advice it's like it's like so okay let's cut the shit how do you really want to do this why don't we be a little more real with the situation in a sense what is it that you want to kill people off with this month what's the cool new trend and it's like our actions can be kind of destructive so i don't know maybe maybe it's wrong but I, i feel like this has a little bit to do with the media and how it reports on the pain and the trauma of a situation making it like tv so that people are just entertained by it rather than actually feeling what you're supposed to feel towards it i thought it was a really cool song um i gave it another 4.5 it's pretty pretty interesting um i gave it a 4.2 i really enjoyed it i thought it was uh, for me the way i kind of understood it was kind of like a follow-up to the last track as le chat is kind of representing this like part of me feels like a lot of this album is also kind of a bit fictional in terms of like um kind of going into certain minds of things because this whole song kind of feels like the mind of a serial killer it's really what it kind of screams to me is this like this this happy type of uh game show type feel when you're when you're trying to pick on what you want to do and how you want to kind of play around for the actual audience that may be looking and and i let and right kind of like the grander the i feel like there's that grander picture of just the grander picture is where it becomes like in my opinion the commentary on us and the kind of entertainment we consume and every this whole album has been very satirical in its commentary on modern society specifically on how black people in the hood are treated and how it's represented right so i don't know why i would leave that narrative all of a sudden i feel like this is furthering in a different direction on that narrative whilst also i it it, it does connect the songs seem to have that level of connection and layering back on themes that as the album does progress so i'll completely give you that and you're right it is super serial killer but it's almost saying this is what we find as entertainment Mm -hmm. which if you think about a lot of the the media we consume it's basically a bunch of serial killers and we call them cool you just look at them like i know this is really stupid but there's this one meme where it's like me watching serial killer documentaries and it's like this guy with a big smile on their face and i kind of look at that meme like this isn't fake though like this is true like i know but they're so good they're so good you just watch these serial killer documentaries and it's so good to watch like wow people are fucked up and you feel better about yourself like you're not as fucked up it's kind of feels like a possession doesn't it it does feel like you're being a possession interlude of the media as you're consumed it's almost like reefer madness possessed the minds of people towards criminalizing marijuana in the 30s watch that shit while you're stoned so this samples a vampire movie um i don't remember which one but basically there's some girl describing her paranoia and she sounds crazy like people want something for her and then the vampire's like it's called paranoia cynthia i would like to try a somewhat unconventional procedure with you if that is acceptable i believe it would alleviate these visions you are experiencing well if you say so doctor and then he goes on and is like look into my eyes as i hypnotize you and i slowly feel your body go limp and he she relaxes and he lets it all in and um feel it in your body feel its heat spread through your limbs um 
Sorry, you are completely relaxed now in front of your face. Picture a dark red cloud. Observe it floating inches in front of your, before your lips. Feel the heat. Feel it in your body. The heat spread through your limbs. With each breath, feel the churning cloud of hate and darkness as it sleeps into every cell of every organ. Prime them, preparing them to accept into your soul the allure of the dark master. Album. So, what I'm trying to say is I think that... This is how um, hate becomes a cure for paranoia in our society or how in the same way in the last time the media angst and stuff is built up creates a degree of paranoia and in a sense we polarize and divide ourselves and are manipulated into embracing this kind of hatred rather than maybe healthier alternatives which breeds into the whole toxic environment of everything that exists so in a sense the cures for our paranoia induce our paranoia but I like how the, the I give it a 4.25 it's better than the other interludes I like how the doctor is creating a monster out of this character the Cynthia character which has now just full circle like right now has just full circled the whole album for me in, in, in terms of certain tracks that we'll get to soon but this was actually really cool how I kind of took it as we seek for help when we're lost and confused and you have to be careful on kind of who you talk to on who you trust on who you kind of reach out to because you don't really know what their motive or their uh, intentions are or their agenda is because it sounds like this doctor isn't somebody who is here to help uh the cynthia character it seems like he's somebody who's going to in a way, use her paranoia to manipulate her into a different creature, which yes. is just connected to my brain. So that was really, really cool. Um, I ended up giving it a four on five, though. Or maybe it's the same girl, and we're getting the backstory of Le Chat. Oh, Who then shit. turns out to be the person you're thinking of on track 13. Oh, the album's so connected. So really, all along... She was the one who performed the government raid on the first thing all by herself. I don't know if I'm going too far at this, but if I understand, they make <laughs> no, because her no, fucking... track 13 doesn't have no, this ain't no. That's track that you don't know that this album's in chronological order story wise, do you? Are you making big assumptions here, Chris? Oh, you are. It could be like eight hours earlier. 15 years later type shit going on, all right? Listen, given the creativity I of this a, album, I'm, I'm pretty sure to, they would have added that in there. Would they have, though? Would they have left it up to your imagination to wonder? All right, listen, it's all in your head, Holden. That's half the point. By the way, it's a sample from The Return of Count Yorga, if you want to check that out. and It's all in your head now, Chris, Yorga. I don't often do this because I find it to be kind of lazy. But uh, Tolls U7 on Genius says, All in your head finds clipping, recontextualizing the pimp talk of sugar free and too short into a metaphor for an exorcist style possession. I don't know if that's true or not, but in case it is true, I felt it would um, be good. And you guys would appreciate that if you do see the metaphor, the way that those language, but I don't know enough about sugar free or too short to really know that. I kind of know too short does pimp and stuff, but. You have this Robin Hood lady kind of going like, there's some motherfucking scripture right here you heard, the good book says and all that shit. And she basically has this flossy ass pimping talk and is pointing out that, you know, pimping out will get you money. 
and it'll get a hoe got to pay that uh you still owe her that rib a hoe got to pay it back with interest so it's almost like it's woman's nature to be manipulated into that shit then Diggs does the slowest strangest verses he's gonna do on this album in my opinion he goes cross heart die slow light rain thin coat fall slash high heel real skin come feel blonde hair red lips blue face tight clips look love you want this ass don't front it kind of sounds like a prostitute seducing a situation fake looking lady of the night you know look love you want this ass don't front and then it's almost like she is pimping him would be like the other thing or putting out like i think that's i think that's kind of a role reversal that's meant to be because robin sounds like the pimp in this so right. the way to a bitch purse to get in a bitch head and on the 16th letter a hoe gonna say what you said like in a real way like a bitch think what you thought and ain't even know and if you're real about this pimping you ain't never puff because pussy and dick stack a dollar so quick etc and then uh she does a little thing and just kind of saying whatever it is this is how you're gonna make your money and then Diggs is like, bring that big talk, lay back, fuck boy, don't play, just noise, no names, stay wet, come see, work hard, get free, this, that, good, good, come more, you should. And to me, it almost looks like these artists or these people and other people kind of sucked into this lifestyle, almost pimped into it. Like, they're the commodity that is being pimped. And it's done in this like oh, kind of top level. And I might oh, be wrong. Shit. This is one of the harder songs for me to understand. And then you get this beautiful outro from Counterfeit Madison where it's like, Amen, amen, amen. Bow your head, repeat what is said. Lead us away from every temptation. Lord, deliver us from heaven. Queen and kingdom caught all inside. Uh, amazing grace, the sweet exchange. From lost and found, the wretched stays holding back, measure running over. Warm to the touch, it's eternal. So it almost feels like like this request for salvation or whatever is coming through it but it's 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 almost like a, a again flipping the whole track in that i feel like in a way because thinking of like the like the prostitutes and that and that type of thing it feels like you're right these rappers artists people who kind of get pimped into or trapped into this idea that you should be fucking these people and you should kind of live like this be more granular than fucking just caught up in the right. false illusions you're being manipulated you're being pimped so that other people can make money off of your efforts and your lifestyle and in a lot of ways you can see stuff like how high-end fashion labels exploit the hood right that's that's a way people can get pimped we'll say or the way they use rappers to, to to skip out on like eight nine figure advertising budgets it's ridiculous when you really think about how little these people get paid oh here's a two thousand dollar outfit say gucci a bunch we're talking millions of dollars of advertising say that's that's being pimped to me that guy should be getting paid millions of dollars to say that gucci line that's but they're true. not that's true that's just an example and then it's almost like and then all these kids just throw it in because they think it's hype and then it's almost like if you think about it like robin represents the capitalist the people that are doing the pimping right it's almost like this is a prayer so you get to that end where this pimping is an eternal thing it's always going to happen because there's always going to be people to benefit off that situation mm. but to do it in like this gospely prairie kind of way is really cool to me um as far as songs goes this is my least favorite of the song songs so i gave it a 4.25 but still it's pretty good I as well gave it a 4.2. I, I like the <clears throat> creation of it. I like how they've got these interludes coming through and through, and it's kind of really giving you this... I, I think it's more of like trying to give you a message and a real understanding of something more than just the song itself, because the verses were a little short, uh, but the whole vibe to the song was really cool. So I gave it a 4.2. 
Alright, my attitude changes completely for the next couple of tracks as we spike it up into dope ass banga land with Blood of the Fang. It's hard to pick a favorite on this album because there are so many of them that I'm calling fives, including this track. But this might be my favorite of all of my favorites. Like, this song is quite special. So, it also samples a freaking vampire movie from back in the day. Um, I don't remember which movie it is. Let me see if I can find it. It's from The Blood of Things Part 2, Shadow of the Cross, uh, which is something. It kind of samples that into it. So, by the Christians, it is written that in the Black Merthian Age, there existed an addiction to blood, blood, blood. You know, so in a vampire kind of way, but also the core concept of this album and almost like the society's got this addiction to blood and we glorify it, etc. And then we get this, shall we, shall, can you guess the word I'm going to use? Experience about what this track like just flows through. So drink up, 50 years, but to, enough time to come back. Uh, they want to call it a bluff. Okay, time to back. Uh, hail King Huey, do it for fluid. You knew it was moving forever. Loop, the truth is the movement was really too clever. Who is the newest to do it? Pursuing an abuseless, polluted agenda. So right away, you get the sense 50 years since, you know, the 60s and the civil rights movement has happened, I'm going to assume it's ready to come back and maybe push things forward again. You get the sense with Huey, which I believe is a reference to Huey Newton, who's one of the co-founders of the Black Panther Party. And then you get the sense that, okay, once upon a time, things were going in that direction. And now the message is being polluted. Too long to get the bullshit together. 50 years, but enough. So it's almost like, okay, they've had enough time to fix the problems and you have not done. Patient, gave him two-year grace. 66, came back, they saw the true face. Black on black on black, I write. Had him all running scared to the gate. So he's describing the fear that evoked from all the, the situations that were transpiring in 66 as the... Um, Black Panthers kind of came to fruition at that point. Um, and they were, I guess you can call it a protest group. I, I see them as got a, a group of people that fought for the rights of black folk and may have broken the law, may not have. That's really not really the point. To me, they represent, they're they not that different than what Black Lives Matters or other groups are supposed to be in the sense. And I'm, I bet most people watching this know more about the Black Panthers than I do. But it's just for the sake of what this song is approaching is that revolutionary side of what they did they fought it wasn't a passive group and i'm very inspired by that because i think the passivity of our society like look montreal just had like what 500,000 people protest climate change and it was mad peaceful and it was kind of disruptive for some people but like who cares like fucking who cares honestly it's lovely that 500,000 people showed up to march for Greta Thunberg and kudos to the little one for what she's trying to do with her life and all this other stuff but end of the day bet if 500,000 people fuck shit up you'd actually get some attention right. in a way that's a little bit more than not I'm not saying you should fuck shit up I'm saying that like there's different approaches that could be taken when peaceful protesting only goes so far um anyway skin to skin uh who you kin though what's ever been inside too simple syrup you sip because you don't can't taste his own blood drink it up drink it up you belong in every milliliter of they try to take out every milit military leader but you was born to be a martyr and it doesn't mean a thing because that body really meat and so from there it's almost like you were born to be something great they've killed off all the military leaders that the amount of actual government bullshit of fake imprisonment claims where they would like plant drugs on people and put them in jail 
government did a lot of very bad things to the black uh to the leaders of the black panthers and such and then the idea of you know moving into syrup which you take as codeine and whatnot and how they get a bunch of people stoned on painkillers and whatnot and you're supposed to be like you know this great thing out there but instead you take it out and it's almost like you were born to be a martyr but it doesn't really mean a thing because you're really just a bag of meat at the end of the day that's how you're treated or, or the flip the perspective on fill it up your history is one you might consider killing for it this ain't the shit they taught you when you went to kindergarten what you need to know is in the blood queen angela said done told y'all grasp at the root so what y'all talking about hands up don't shoot so what i believe he's doing here is saying look at the real history of the situation yo if you really understand the history of what it is to be black in america you'd probably be a little more willing to kill all things considered because it's that fucked up so grasp at the root is to look at the source of the problem and deal with it there whereas the current slogan and i bring up black lives matter then is hands up don't shoot and it's like that's not that as good as that message is and this is me attempting to interpret this guy's lyrics okay bear with me here is that's not good enough that's like kind of weak that's not going to solve the problem it's a passive thing that's like you're dealing with the consequence of the problem and you're not really dealing with the problem and then you get the chorus you know look back blood on the ground look straight they still shooting jump back still here now what that tell you about death death ain't shit you got to drink it up drink it up so what i'm hearing here is guess what all this peaceful shit they're still shooting there's still blood on the ground it's not ending tells you that death isn't shit people dying isn't going to change the situation you may have to die to change the situation it's fucked up then you get the second verse <clears throat> it really shows a level of like dedication like he's really putting it out there like you need to be you need to go all for all if you want to make if you want to fight for that cause if people are willing to kill us maybe it's like you have to take into consideration the severity right. of what's going on then in the second verse it's like fist in the sky if you're ready dice uh, okay like confetti they thought you was playing though really the game was more training they finna be blood it's almost like when you're ready for that revolution of sorts it's going to be a blood situation this is the consequence they thought they treated us like it's a game here's what's up and much of it blues i'm getting um the feeling that the blues there is the police situation they're kind of the provocator of this time to fly no because you know tom fickle so cold finish snow swing an icicle taking out a police or a politician issuing a statement turn into a dime or get a nickel but this ain't just a money beat this ain't honey sweet it's funny to think them wanting to speak when the pain is deep and ingrained in blood so it's almost like getting that violent reaction and taking out people that are dismissing and using their platforms and their power to control and whatnot and then it flows through the rest of the verse is pretty solid but i really like the way it ends um geronimo erica and gregory when they faces in every book record or cd even made the mp3s laced with blood brother malcolm done told you by any means so what y'all talking about all on the same team and then it's like looking at malcolm x and his attitude of we will get what we deserve by any means which implied you know violence if necessary but i like how he goes uh so what you talking about all on the same team where he's all i feel like he's implying like if we're doing it by any means we can't all be on the same team right there I, are other sides me you could do this and it's like that. on top of that wait how could we all be on the same team how and and i believe in a sense blacks whites americans and the way they're trying to paint it all if this division exists so you can't have both these things if we want the revolution not everyone's on the same team right 
and then you get that third verse like everybody want to kill a movement for the movement but they cannot kill what cannot die there wasn't ever really an opponent for what they figured was only three-fifth human and they thought they could enslave by disconnecting from the truth so here it's like um people want to kill your movement or fighting for equality or equal rights or however you want to spin that um but you can't kill this movement because it's not really an opponent there's not really something you're trying to kill here it's that you used to think that this is 350 human and that's some fucked up shit you know mm -hmm. and the thought that you can enslave by brainwashing away from the truth but that's not what it is mm -hmm. but look at brother george he's back again um and he never did look finer. Said it's time to gather up the meeting of Ina. Said that Quentin couldn't kill him and America can't either. He's been sleeping since 71. It's time to feed or at least sip a little some. And I get the feeling that this is... I don't really know who he is. But I'm going to assume that uh, something happened and this guy's not with us. And he came back and he was significant based on the context. And... He's coming in, he up in the catalog with little Bobby Hutton, who, again, I'm not really sure who he is, but he was one of the Black Panthers from what Genius is saying. Riding shoddy with the shoddy, swooping up the cousins, they sue whooping for your blood. Thought that was a cool line because he kind of does the sue sound and the blood. The Bobby steals on the door when they regroup at the club. So again, it's like he's kind of putting up the Black Panthers and bringing them all back together and kind of getting and showing where almost like the history and the culture stemmed from or hip hop at least almost seems to stem from this revolutionary movement to fight for what's proper instead of what has been presented previously on the album and then i don't know he flows in and then at the end uh and I, I guess they never knew what it was a test to assess the way they move in and digest the flesh for every wicked human till the best and blackest blood is back to ruling. Prince Stokely done told y'all have no fear. So how come every time they're like, yak, 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 y'all look scared? So it's like, basically, you have to fight until you're back in your ruling class, until the power is reestablished. Uh -huh. So when they shoot at you, why do you look scared? And then it just kind of ends with the chorus again. I know I talked a whole lot and whatnot, but man, this track might be one of the coolest calls to revolution in arms ever. It's almost like, think back on our history. Look at what the Black Panthers did. What happened that we stopped this fight? Is what I'm taking from it. And it's almost like a call of arms at these different historical figures and saying, what did they like die for? What did they get taken out for? What? Why aren't we doing this? And if you watch the music video, man, it's pretty fucking powerful too, as he's basically captured and he's like, you see him as he's being beat down or whatever, and it just kind of ends with him with his gun and he starts eating the gun at the end. Anyway, I thought it was a fantastic track, a fantastic video, and I gave it a five on five. I, I gave it a five on five because I really think that the, the track itself is great. The flows are tight. The presentation was super on point. I, I just, I didn't get, I didn't feel like this is something I wanted to skip. I, I was super enthralled with it. But I also do acknowledge that I don't know a lot of the references and a lot of like what he was trying to actually get at. So I did find myself kind of being like, huh? And, and spending a lot more time just trying to like really, I guess, learn a lot from the song instead of more enjoying it. Um, so I don't really have much to comment on it. We just kind of went through it, but I do I do really like this song. So I, I gave it a five for what it is. And I do acknowledge the greatness behind this. All right, next track's called Story Seven. So this track is interesting. We start off with Kimberly and she couldn't believe what she was seeing, Chris. 
video is grainy, but she can make out the face. It was clearly Steve. And then some bitches on her knees, and she was not even pretty. And so basically, this lady's fucking Steve. Or sucking Steve, I should say. Sucking Steve. And then um, she fished around for a key. She's really upset. So you get the sense that Kimberly um, is being given some footage that shows that Steve is getting some bad things going on. Steve's cheating. Then she goes and she goes to check this place where Steve is and the lock's broken. She opens the door and Steve's on the floor and he's all gnarled and eaten for some reason. And a lot of scratches and shit are on him. And then blood goes to the window. And that's like, okay. So Steve's been murdered and massacred on top of cheating. So he was cheating and this lady just takes him out. And uh, then we get this weird chorus. It's like, Cynthia strolling through the moonlight. I can't do it. It's this weird melody. Cynthia strolling through the moonlight. Casually wiping the blood from the corn. Anyway, it's some fucking weird melody thing. Where it's <laughs> no, like, but it's, it's, it's great because... It fits very well. Go on. We find out near the end of the song anyway. No, but like just the way it sounds fits really well. And it's goofy, positive and whatnot. But it gives you this sense of like cannibalism yeah. in a way. Like right off the bat... You're, you're kind of figuring out, you know, Steve's cheating, doing something like yeah. that. Something happens. And now in the chorus, when you go through it and he's like, and, and Dave Dave Diggs is kind of like wiping the blood from the corner of her lip or whatever. It's like, shit, like we're dealing she, with some real crazy shit. Him. And then Cynthia knew Steve wouldn't do right from the moment he said that he wouldn't eat her out. So if you don't eat out Cynthia, she fucking eats you literally uh cynthia singing on a blue night temporarily satisfied but she knew it wouldn't last cynthia steps into brewery thirsty for a drink to find someone to help hours pass so this was good enough for now it satisfied an itch but it wasn't enough and she's ready to go for two which is interesting because it's like given that now i, I at this moment in time it's kind of like what is your itch though is it a sexual itch or a desire to kill but then we know that cynthia was possessed by a vampire on possession I just found that out literally we, like 10 minutes ago when we monster, talked about it. Right? So the, the album's meta like that. I didn't even catch it because I, I moved on from possession click. until yeah. you listen to it again. Like, and you're like, oh. Didn't click the And then it's probably Le Chat too. But here's because the thing, Because right? the, 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 the serial killer chick from Le Chat has the same obsession for blood. Think about it. And then this class of obsession for blood. So then is is Cynthia Lachat and the person from Possession the same woman from yes. the first one in Haunted where she's being paranoid and I she's think seeing so. a bunch of shit? I, it might be. That's cool. I think. It That's could really be. cool. Anyway, uh, so then Randy's there and Randy's from Story One, their track Story One. And that was a cop whose sister died in a taxi and then he got... Oh, but Story One is like on a different album? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the first of the stories. So they actually cross over like that. And then... Um, after Randy had sent the photos, he decided that he had just turned a drink. Shit, he's celebrating the end of a horrible case. He never had to see that woman, Kimberly, ever again. He thinks shit. He had completed the task was simple enough. But Randy's... So Randy's a cop, right? Right, but, but dealing he's from, with... Well, he's oh, an ex-cop. was the... But, so Kimberly is the one that was cheating with Steve is what I'm understanding. No, Kimberly, no, Kimberly's the Kimberly's woman who the paid... Kimberly paid Randy to get this evidence that Steve is cheating with Cynthia. Yes. And then, so he has to go through it. And then Nandy is like, and the next cop, PI, needs to get paid. He needs every dollar about this little job could make because the bookies were calling. And if he doesn't get paid, they're going to fuck up his kneecaps and shit. And he turns and he sees Cynthia, who's sitting cross legged at the bar. It goes back into that melodic thing. Cross legged at the bar, not holding up a drink. And then, wink, 
lips. And <laughs> it's like, it's funny, right? Because you get a picture, you also but have it's to, got this like creepiness to it. You also have to understand, he also talks with the beat. Yeah. Like the beat will stop and he'll stop. And right. then the beat will start and he'll lips. start. And then it. Cynthia whispers. It's not, it's not like a, it's not a, 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 a normal, like, you can just flow along with it. Like if you, if you don't know when he stops, it's going to fuck you up when you're trying to sing along. And it's then, really crazy. Anyway, David Lee, uh, sorry, in the third verse, they he's like, okay, is this the type of thing where you pace? And the beat gets really fucking fucked up, weird, funky, and different, and it just goes completely apeshit in an amazing way mm -hmm. that just makes the song truly awesome. Well, um, here's the thing, right? So from what I understand in the third verse, you have to finish off in the second verse. The second verse, when you lead into the chorus, uh, I think it's Randy, right? Randy, Randy met Cynthia, Cynthia, but Cynthia is trying to seduce Randy. Yep. Right? And then they leave, and he's like, "Okay, so is this type of thing where he pays?" And they're gonna get in a cab, and she's like, "No, no, it's cool. You can have it for free this one time." Because he's like, "I don't want to pay." Well, hold on, hold on. I know you have to explain it, right? So he's he, he's trying to be a little bit thing, and then he asks for a rain check. So he's no, he like, only asks for the rain check if he has to pay. Hey, he say, is oh, okay, this the type yeah, of thing yeah, where yeah, you yeah. have to pay? And if so, he gonna need a rain check, check, check. She, she say, you can have this one for free, bae. And she licked his lips, started biting on his neck. And you know, because she's what, uh, getting a vampire werewolf lady. It makes Perfect. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He say, what's crazy about this between the bites and kisses is he ain't been in a taxi since back when he lost his sister, which is that's the Easter egg to tie it back to track story one, where the guy named Randy lost his sister in a taxi. In the uh, first track that they did, story Jesus one. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's some meta shit, is all I'm saying. Um, and then she starts to see his throbbing veins. Everybody's getting horny. And then for some reason, the cabbie pulls over. I click pop, pop, silver flashes mixed with red. And that was that. So I think they use silver because silver is used to kill off like vampires and werewolves, werewolves and shit. So, and then, so now Cynthia's choking on her blood and she's dying. And some little Trina girl sees everything, but Trina's gonna wake up tomorrow and wonder if it's a dream. Just randomly showing that these little kids see this type of horrible shit that plays out in the hood. And I said, just wonder if it's even real. But it's also like a really, cause the way I kind of see it is like, she's, she's, I think it's a metaphor for women who kind of go out and look for these type of men. Maybe, because I, I kind of feel like she she's like attention seeking. She's kind of out here looking for like married men, and and the 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 act of killing them is not. We really... don't know that Randy's married. No, now I'm you're not. just making a big supposition. No, I'm 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 saying like the way I kind of interpret it is not not just like married men. Just you, she's going out to meet these people for her own thing. Like it's not because she wants yeah, a relationship. Like they're her prey. She, yeah. Which plays into a lot of like, I mean, I think we've seen temptation described as a woman in here. I mean, I feel like it's a reflection of the different things that suck you into the world and the greater metaphor of it while still being a singularly fucking creepy story. So like, if you look at it in the lens of the whole album, there's lots of things that this woman can manifest as in the you know the different threats to society and whatnot as we've seen constantly the woman is the killer on this album Absolutely. so i mean i don't know but then in a sense now for some reason the cab driver kills her and he just watches her die or whatever and that part was just kind of like what if it was planned like i don't know how to answer how that plays out this is just a crazy story to me i don't know how it fully fits into stuff 
except that maybe there's a silver lining that a hero or somebody else can come through and save you in your moment of despair even if you can't even be aware that that's what's happening because he doesn't realize she's a monster in his mind uh randy's mind cynthia just dies in his arm and he's just like cynthia 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 she's dying and like the the cab driver just like runs away never explains anything either way this track was like amazing to me and i gave it a five i gave it a 4.2 that's fine chris you don't have to give it a five and think it's incredible and uh the next one is called attunement oh. all right chris what do you think this song is about no i i was nope. so lost i just want to hear your thoughts on it i was lost i like the song itself because of the again like the way it was produced the the the, sh- the the scratches and the static and these weird sounds and noises but that's what i think kind of got me lost for the song it took away my ability to really kind of follow the lyrics like it felt very overpowering uh but yeah i don't actually really know what the song's about and i apologize so attunement was the early and this is according to wikipedia the ter- early term adopted by practitioners of energy medicine originally developed by lloyd arthur meeker meeker taught and practiced attunement as a central feature of his spiritual teachings the emissary of divine light attunement is taught as a personal spiritual practice and as a healing modality offered through the hands emissaries of divine light believe that attunement is a pivotal factor in the conscious evolution of humanity that sounds like some cult ass shit to me um i might be completely wrong on this song but i think i have a theory on this one so it's got this crazy static stuff and then he comes in with his rapping and again it's weird and on edge and jarring and shit and he's like come on and rock rock back to the edge and it's up to the tip it's not not nice the ropes are tight enough to hold but never burn that would defeat the purpose nothing beneath the surface and i was like what the fuck does that mean right you're like brought to the edge but it's almost like things are tight enough to hold but never burn so it's not really about hurting per se it's just kind of being at the edge and well, it could so i'm wondering like, like what is this really going on about it sounds like it could be like somebody who's really just in love with pain like living on Maybe. that thrill of pain just and then uh feeling like the sense of feeling alive right and then you get your first verse uh the surface is just in service to hold in the form curse the shape is so inescapable but it would burn but it bet, bet it would burn bet it would hurt and there's the rub the red in the flesh is fine on the fire on skin is not but it is impossible to sorry it is is it possible not to get caught up in the thoughts about whether or not to stop before the damage done is irreversible but isn't terminal shit god damn it loosen the grip and then I, my like fifth listen i was like what if this is about like flirting with suicide in your mind oh shit you, you see what i'm saying okay so like the surface is service of holding whatever all of that is just like you know and there's the rub that you're fantasizing about hurting yourself or the pain or whatever but then to stop before the damage done is irreversible but isn't terminal so it's like you know you can't come back from death or like you want to flirt with it until you get to the point where it's too much and then you kind of go shit goddamn loosen the grip like maybe it's a noose you're tying around your neck and then at the last second the rope doesn't burn you don't want it to hurt you want it to be like a quick and easy experience you know and then when you get come on and rock rock back at the edge and then up to the tip and then i'm like oh maybe it's like you pushing yourself to the edge of death and back or not or maybe i'm wrong but like i can't figure this track out it's fucking obscure and he's going really fast 
you know, shit, god that, and then in the earnest, you should just let go before the damage done is irreversible, but isn't terminal, shit, god damn it, loosen the grip, is how he starts the next verse, uh, but then the body could slip, the plastic body busy being a building built on the basis and never knowing it's nothing but what, if you do, what did you do, what did she say, she said it, it was nice, but ain't shit, made a mean bowl of rice and then dip, and the drip is literally slipping away from the fingertips, he could cripple a man in a minute, if a man could have uh, had a reason to live. So it almost sounds like maybe that woman that's been terrorizing us the whole album is some kind of metaphor for something that destroys your sense of self. And again, I may be reaching, I don't know, but it's ambiguous and shit. Uh, shit. Then the next verse kind of goes into like this fucking situation where life's convoluted sounding. Um, and again, it's like this woman fucks you or life fucks you in a sense and it makes it complicated and it doesn't feel right. And then there's kind of a weird instrumentally part and then it comes into like, I don't know, a slower, different vibe when he goes looking over the edge ain't the drop by the screw face. You've been saying you want it to stop. Why don't you take one more step and like God or what you make up in your head, stir the pot while you lose faith. Shouldn't be so hard to be a part and be a part of ether. Shouldn't need to start or need to be a part to be a part of neither and i get the sense where it's like it's hard to kill yourself yeah. it's hard to end your life and go to that point and it shouldn't be this complicated and then at the end of the day it's like the rest of this verse kind of berates yourself as you invalidate your humanity down to like being nothing but like i i just want to be part of the dust you know ashes and ashes dust to dust or shouldn't be starting evenings to receive a piece of crust you are not a body you're a metal shell and you can see the rust so it's like you don't even see the essence of who you are anymore and then it just kind of fades out so i think maybe that's kind of like the culmination of everything is that life builds up to you questioning whether or not life's even worth living perhaps and the ultimate form of your blood addiction is to take your own life I could be wrong, but that's I what mean, I took from that last track. That could be really... And I thought it sounded really cool. And I thought it was really fucking trippy. Still on point with everything else I've loved. The crazy quick flows, the great lyric, the great lyrics, the ambiguity to it all. 4.7, final and 5. I mean, I gave the song a 4.2 for what I understood and heard from it. I liked the presentation of it, but really kind of going through it now and really thinking about it and kind of reading along it's it's deep like there's it's just deep fair I'm, enough i'm not gonna ramble on all right one more track for us to talk about it's truly a banger on this album something unforgettable something i think everybody needs to hear it is 18 minutes of pure joy and serenity let's talk about piano burning so you hear a little bit of um lighter fluid or whatever being poured you hear like a little match and then it is a piano burning not figurative not like a metaphor it is an audio recording of a piano burning as in it's and it, i liked it i liked listening to it because it kind of had this like asmr -y, entrancing feel to it like do i do i think this is a song i would listen to no but like let's say i wanted some nice white noise like effects before going to bed to like listen to and just have some shit going on i happen to really like the sound of like fire burning wood you understand that i literally picture you before bed like listening to this album and then just ending on this 
Okay. Let That's me fine. give me give myself a nightmare, why don't I? No, but I mean this particular track, piano burning. It reminds me of a lot of the ambient white noisy stuff. And I have to admit, sitting there and listening to the fire burning with nothing else, it's just the the fire burning. It was kind of peaceful. And then you get some highlights cuz like you kind of get into it, you're sitting there, if you're like me, you start fiddling around, you're like, okay. And yo, I listened to this whole 18 minutes. So I know about six minutes in, there's a highlight of this track. <laughs> you hear that twang as the strings snap. And then somewhere along the way, you start hearing wood popping and collapsing. And you, you can envision as the piano is being destroyed more audibly what parts of the piano are are burning up and if you've ever watched stuff on fire burn it's it's quite visual of an experience because it's literally a piano burning um like here's the thing what a I don't understand the ending of this album. I told Bonnie, she just like, fuck out of here. Like, what is this artsy-partsy crap? And like, I kind of get where it's coming from. I don't know how to interpret it. I don't understand the reason it's there. It's, I literally wrote, I think this is dumb, but sounds nice. Because it sounds real nice to me. I enjoyed listening to it in the sense of having a serene thing. But as like an album point, like would I ever listen to the song titled Piano Burning ever again? No, no, I would not. Even if the album was playing, the album ends at attunement for me. Um, so four on five, because it was a quite pleasant 18 minutes of almost meditative music. So in a cinematic feel, um, uh, if we if we kind of go by what we've gotten through the album and the last song we've taken, the last song we took, right? If the last song is an idea of flirting with death, possibly flirting with suicide, and you don't take your life, I could see why you might want to just kind of be alone with your thoughts by a fire. Okay. So I can kind of understand in like a full circle type connection with the album how we've gone through a lot of dark grim horrific you know type of lyrics and 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 experiences that you kind of need a moment to yourself to just really process it all and really just kind of cicadas show up at cicadas whatever you hear them at a certain point and i think it was cool um I mean, it's not going to get... It's, it's not one of the best things because it's 18 minutes long and it's like, uh, okay, I don't want to listen to this. But I think that as a full project ending, yeah, I, I, I think it works. I think like if... And, and I can kind of see credits running through. Like if this was like a movie, I see like the movie ending with our main character or whoever is like explaining the stories right kind of just ending there and sitting there looking off and it's just this fire kind of burning whatever it is and the credits start to roll and the movie just dies out and i mean credits are fucking long so make it feel like 18 minutes sure it was cool i i i I think i kind of understand it on a creative sense so i I gave it a four on five as well just because it was like just an instrumental it's nothing important but 
<clears throat> it was cool. Maybe it was really important, and we just missed the brilliance. Anyway, that's the end of this album review. Uh, I think this album is truly remarkable. It is something unforgettable, in my opinion. As in, like, a lot of people's music might sound great, but maybe doesn't have a, a degree of unforgettable distinction to it. Like, you just sometimes hear albums or you see a movie or watch a show, and it, like, has this something about it that stands out to you where it almost imprints into your mind and the way this album played out felt like a dark horror movie but the really scary part is that it was based on real life and what's about real life things happening in america today and i think that's what really makes it a magical art piece like a real horror satire piece commentating on our culture and our and what we are into and really kind of driving home that you know like if you were to look at this from like a lore metaphor in the future kind of describing it now you could say once upon a time there existed an addiction to blood either way i have two grades for this album one with the skits the real grade in which case it's a 4.55 and it's it's basically to me i would say a classic of some kind is it like the kind of classic where it'll appear on greatest of all time lists and will pop people like this? No, I don't think so. But if you play this album for me in 15 years, I'm willing to put money down that I think it's as incredible as it is today in its composition and its vision. It's not the kind of album that, like it's weird. It's playing to the fact that it's weird. It's trying to do something that stands out. And I think it succeeded here in being something interesting that has something to say while also being talented and proving if he wanted to be any old rapper, he could. All at the same time. Then if we cut out the skits, the mark goes up to a 4.75. It is one of the best albums I think I heard in terms of achieving a lot of the things I think are important in an album based on concepts, a fluid story, just the way that it calls back to itself, the way that there's Easter eggs, connections you can go make, like there's a whole mystery to this project and I really hope more people hear it. I don't know if a lot of people know who Clipping is, I hadn't heard of them before this, but I really hope a lot of people get the opportunity to hear this project. Cool. Um, I gave the album a 4.26 on 5, I really enjoyed it. Um, as a first time listen and being introduced to clipping it was really really cool um i think a lot of it is i may not understand a lot of the references and i may not be like up there with a lot of the lyricism and the poetry and the way that it's being written so you know that's on me but it was it was solid like you don't have to be super smart to understand a lot of what he's saying you kind of just need to be in this like I guess type of vibe type of mind state where you have to follow along with how he's how they're kind of giving the album and you can still kind of walk away with certain ideas concepts and understandings of what they're trying to tell you and that was something that i really enjoyed from it fair enough so thank y'all for watching we totally appreciate you being here with all of us let us know in the comments what you thought about any part of this review, this album, anything in particular. I don't know. Maybe is the weather cool by you? Do you have nice colorful leaves like we do up in Canada? Um, if you do make the effort to leave a comment, I'll make that effort to respond to you. 
feel free to subscribe to the channel for more reviews if you like the video if you did you can uh, leave that comment like we said or if you want to maybe not be so much on youtube and you want to watch us on spotify or listen i guess or podbeam or we're trying to expand into other networks you can check some links down below and find your preferred listening platform for our stuff here preferred um, listening platform special thanks to the patrons is Mel Goddam Chris Prada Jonathan Barnes DJ Black Hurricane Linda Williams Coney Sprouse to support we do help us get a new camera they're paying for us to be on Spotify and stuff go those guys um, and they get to tell us what albums they want to review every couple weeks so like next week it's a Linda Williams album request so we'll get on that and uh, if you want to you know tell us what to do you can join us on Patreon and get a little bit of say in that and we just they're gonna help us get a website soon too and it's a great way to show support um i also dropped an album this week uh you can check that out on spotify and everything it's called the alternative grind and you can check uh a couple music videos on this channel promoting that and let me know what you think about anything and yeah looking forward to hearing more from you and in the great words of the vulcans live long and prosper peace from earth <laughs>